Every single player who's come to Michigan State since 2007 has a ring on their finger. I'm going to be a coach here for a long time. It's not over. It's just starting. But just remember, pride comes before the fall. So you might as well just come out and say what you're, what's your feeling at some point in time, because you know I can only be diplomatic for so long. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Locked on Spartans. It is Wednesday, September 4th, 2019. I am your host, Will Hunter. Thanks so much for tuning in to today's episode. Real quick, want to give you guys uh, a shout out. Yesterday was far and away uh, the most listened to day of Lockdown Spartans. You guys even brought it strong on Labor Day too, which I was not expecting. A lot of new listeners to the show, a lot of people coming back from you know, last season, and it's all been uh, really cool, really fun to be a part of, really fun doing the show, and the feedback's been really great. I'm glad you're enjoying it, uh, and I'm enjoying doing it. So just wanted to give a real quick thank you to all of you guys. Uh, on today's show, I'm going to start off talking about that awesome Mark D'Antonio press conference. Uh, I happened to be there for it. It was really enjoyable, so I want to talk uh, about that experience. And then we are bringing in Matt Sheehan from The Only Colors back to the show for the first segment of Matt Panics. Um, I think that's what we called it, Matt Panics, uh, where Matt just comes on and tells me what he's panicking about, and I try to calm him down. <laughs> um, if you're new to the show, uh, you, you know, the first couple of episodes were very kind of X's and O's heavy, number heavy. And I, you know, I do a lot of that. I like to look back at film. I like to talk about numbers. I like to talk about different things from a different perspective, try to find a little bit of information that maybe is new or interesting, uh, or revealing in some way. Uh, but I also like to step back and have a little bit of fun as well. Returning listeners, you guys know that when Sheehan comes on, uh, it's just a different type of show. It's more fun. I do a different podcast with Matt where we're just kind of all over the place. And so it's always really great to get him on the show because he's an awesome Spartan fan and he's really fun. And he's really funny. So a little bit lighter stuff here for segments two and three, but still uh, definitely good discussion to be had there. If you know anything about Matt, if you follow him on Twitter, read his work at The Only Colors, uh, you know what to expect. So that's the plan for today's show. Reminder to rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast. Subscribing is the easiest way to get these episodes to your phone every single day. And yes, we do them five days a week, half an hour or so shows devoted to Michigan State Athletics on the Locked On Podcast Network. So uh, without any further ado, let's get into the show. Okay, so Mark D'Antonio was mad Mad, mad, mad at his press conferences, uh, weekly press conference. Uh, he came in on fire, ready to go. You could tell when he walked in, he was irritated. I was actually walking through the like north end zone gate to the media area, and he was standing outside with uh, a couple other people just waiting to go in because the, I, I, yeah, the volleyball coach was finishing up uh, her media availability, and I looked over, and I could just tell like he just looked mad. 
it's the same look he has when, you know, the camera pans to him on the sideline when Michigan State's down 20 to 10 and someone just false started to set up first and 15 at midfield. It was the same look. He was just ready to go. Um, And so, you know, you kind of thought maybe there would be an interesting one, given how this game went, given the context of this season, how last season ended and all of that. So comes in like a just a bat out of hell, ready to go, Uh, talks about how great the defense was and then just, you know, lays down uh, the gauntlet, really challenging the offense, saying football is a game of effort, toughness and knowing what to do. Half of our team figured that out. Half of our team didn't. We'll make sure the other half figures that out this week. Like, what a way to start a press conference. Doesn't call anyone out. Doesn't say our offense didn't figure Like, we all know who figured it out, who needs to figure it out. Um, but yeah, just delivering that strong message uh, publicly like that is, you know, he he uses the media um, in the way a lot of great coaches do just send messages to, and he's done it a lot with Michigan, right? Those are the most famous ones to stand up to Michigan, to stand up to whether it's Mike Hart or the comments made by Harbaugh or Brady Hoke or or whatever. Like he's done that through the media to send messages and he sent messages to his team as well. Uh, And today was one of those days. Uh, He was super mad Uh, and I was, I was happy to see it. In a way, uh, I thought it was really uh, the the kind of as I was thinking about it when I was driving home, I thought it was kind of the right way to handle it. Like this is a really talented football team with a ton of good players, and you know we've talked about the process, we've talked about different things they're trying, different things that they're trying to do that need to be better. Um, but in terms of just you know not playing good football. Like there's a lot to be desired there. Uh, the penalties, missing assignments, dropping the ball, not running the correct route, not running your route deep enough so you get th- uh, fourth and one instead of first and ten. Things like that, which are truly like unacceptable things, regardless of talent. There was too much of that in that first game, and a lot of it, almost all of it, uh, was on the offensive side of the ball. You can point to uh, Speedy Nailers fair catch. Um, Kenny Willick late hit on the quarterback and maybe a hold or something, but that's tough on return team. That stuff happens as really like the brain farts, the, the real bad football stuff that happened on defense and special teams. The rest all happened on offense. And that stuff that is just not going to happen, cannot happen if you're going to play winning football on that side of the ball. And then you take into account the performances weren't great as well just with the bad blocking, some missed throws, runners missing lanes, runners not breaking tackles. Uh, And he came and felt like he had to deliver a strong message, and he did. And I thought it was the right move. Uh, Brad Salem talked later in the day about how he he was taking it all on him, uh, accepting responsibility for what happened, demanding that it must be better. Um, I'm sure the players are echoing that same thing. You know, this isn't, he didn't come out and publicly kind of challenge the offense without doing it behind scenes first. Uh, I imagine practice will be interesting for the rest of the rest of the week. I imagine practice was interesting uh, for film and walkthroughs after the game, uh, and that's something that I think is good and necessary. They, they they need to be challenged, and you know, again, we can talk about 
different things. We can, you know, new offense, first game of the year, vanilla, whatever. It's got to be better. The results have to be better. And D'Antonio took it upon himself to sort of throw down the gauntlet. You know, he said, uh, we can't have guys, like he singled out specific types of plays, not specific players, but we cannot have guys running routes, you know, not at full speed. You can't have linemen, instead of addressing the blocker, just throwing their shoulder into him, right? Uh, We can't have running backs be inconsistent, missing the holes. These aren't direct quotes, but these are sort of uh, the summation of what he was saying, loosely saying, uh, he was singling out position groups and just effort, crispness, attention to detail, uh, toughness, the, the things that kind of he's really tried to build here, establish as culture, um, you know, it just wasn't there. Here's a, here's a good quote, quote, we've pr- predicated ourselves on being tough here. I don't care any way you cut it. That message is going to get sent, whether it's public or or not, I'm sure nobody appreciates us running the ball for 67 yards, especially the guy in charge, so we'll fix that. Like, it was just that. It was like, yeah, you're right. Everyone's right. That was not good enough. We're working on stuff. We're going to continue working on stuff, and we absolutely are going to be better. It was Like, he might as well come out and said, like, we're going to be better this week. I guarantee it. It's ha- like he was just throwing it out there. Um, you know, we need to get busy. Someone asked him if he's worried about, like with Mac schools coming in, directional schools, Western Michigan, a lot of players think they should be playing at Michigan State or, or at Michigan and were passed over, overlooked recruits that are extra motivated coming into this game. Are you? He, he was asked if he was worried about them being motivated to pull that upset. And his response, like, just stared at the reporter dead in the eyes. I think our team will be motivated. Don't you? <laughs> just like... <laughs> It was just that. It was firing off quotes, all press conference song. Uh, my favorite, the one that got the most headlines. There are only so many ways to skin a cat. At the end of the day, you better skin that cat. <laughs> it was just great. He was bringing it and it was good. I think it's good. I think it'll do, uh, I think it'll be a message that with this locker room, with their leadership, uh, the accountability that they have and the, just the type of players that they have, the type of the football that they want to play, the type of team they want to be. I think that is the perfect message for this group. And I think they're going to respond uh, really well. And I, I would bet that they're cleaner this week. I don't, you know, who, I, I would guess they're going to be more productive. It's harder to be less productive, but I think they're going to be cleaner. I think they'll have a little bit more intensity. Um, I think they will be better driven on their assignments, more focused, and just more kind of ready to go, ready to play tougher. You know, that Michigan State kind of football where you're just ready to get after somebody. So Spartan dogs, that's that's what, what we say, right? Spartan dogs. Um, so I would think you're going to get some of that this weekend. We, You know, who knows if the offense will be, they won't be clicking on all cylinders. I think they'll put a, together a few more drives, maybe get in the end zone three times, something like that, two or three times, kick a couple field goals. Uh, and be on their merry way, but I know, like, I feel like for a certain, I can almost guarantee, like, they're going to be ready to go, uh, and I that was the message that D'Antonio sent, you damn well better be ready to go, um, and I think that message will uh, will fall on open ears in that locker room, because it's just that type of group. They're going to be wanting to bounce back from uh, a lackluster opening night performance. All right, we're going to take a break. When we come back, 
Sheehan's going to join us. Looking forward to it. Matt panics. Uh, take one guess what he's panicking about. I guarantee you'll get it right. Uh, but we'll do that after this quick break. Guys, the NFL season begins tomorrow. Yep, tomorrow, Packers, uh, Bears, Thursday Night Football should be fun. That means Crossover Wednesday is back, and it is today. Today is Crossover Wednesday. So for the entire regular NFL season on Crossover Wednesday, you get a special episode as the host from each team. Right, We've got Locked On podcasts for every NFL team, and so the Lions play the Cardinals this week, so today you can go to Locked On Lions and get the crossover episode with the host of Locked On Cardinals, and they talk about matchups, you know, how this game might play out, storylines, and, and all the, you know, little interesting matchup things to, to look for, get to know the other team a little bit. Uh, you know, the, the listeners to these shows really love these segments. Crossover Wednesday, so don't miss it. You can find your favorite team wherever you get your podcasts. No House Advantage is taking an exciting spin on daily fantasy sports. Instead of salary cap drafting, No House Advantage offers daily player prop contests. Uh, and if you've ever been in Vegas or a place where sports betting is legal and done uh, player props or whatever. Those are always really fun. I think it's way more fun than just traditional fantasy football. This platform levels the playing field so you have a higher likelihood of winning than when playing on those traditional fantasy sports sites. Each contest contains anywhere from 5 to 10 player props. For example, will Brian Lewerke throw for 250 uh, yards against Western Michigan. And then you choose over under for each prop and rank each pick based on your confidence of it being correct. You'll earn points uh, based on correct picks and then you compete for other players in your little tournament for cash prizes. It is an extremely fun daily fantasy contest to play that you can actually win. No House Advantage offers contests across college football, NFL, MLB, NBA, college basketball, PGA, and NASCAR. Download No House Advantage now from the App Store and use the code LOCKEDON to receive two free tokens when you purchase two tokens. That's a $10 value. That's code LOCKEDON to receive two free tokens when you purchase two. Check out No House Advantage today. Certain state limitations may affect your ability to participate in paid contests. All right, welcome back to Locked on Spartans. That voice that you hear sighing in the background is, of course... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that of Matt Sheehan. Um, Matt, how are you? Just, how are you? Uh, good, good, good. It's it's Tuesday now, so what, that's about three, four days mm-hmm. after the game. Uh, I, w- I was not in the greatest mood after the game. Uh, no. You would have thought that we lost by 21 points by the way I was uh, carrying myself mm-hmm. after the game. But now, now I just feel like we only lost by like six points. So, you know, <laughs> it's, yeah, it's, it's not bad. I'm, I'm on the mend here. I'm, I'm ready by... By Thursday, I'll be ready to take the Spartans uh, and the over. So okay, yeah. so you're improving. Yeah, we're going the right direction, only to get let down again, though. So yeah, we're we're good. Honestly, like that's the experience. Uh huh. It you is. Know, you, you play a team. Uh, I don't know, like Purdue or someone that you should definitely beat easily. Uh, and you end up only beating them by like seven. You know, that's the experience with Michigan State football. It is. Yeah, God, this is so on brand for them. And like on uh, one hand, yeah, like that that's good because we're at least we're in our comfort zone. But then on the other half, that is our comfort zone, and that's pretty upsetting. So, <laughs> It's not the best comfort zone to have, I don't think. No, no not necessarily. But uh, hey, that's, uh, that's why we are the way we are. So Okay. So to start things off here, I want to play a game that we had kind of talked about doing 
yeah. uh, previously. And do, I don't remember the specific name of it. Do you? Uh, no, of course not. I think oh, it was okay. maybe, maybe like Meltdown Monday, but it's Tuesday. so Meltdown yeah. Monday. Matt's something or other. It's basically what is Matt panicking about? And mm-hmm. Matt comes on and panics over something. And then I try to present uh, a rational, not not to say that you're not rational. Oh, um, no, that's okay. A yeah. more rational like counter argument. Like, I, I try to quell Matt's fears. I try to yeah. reduce the panic because, Matt, bless your heart, you are just... A live and die emotional yeah. fan, like you, you, yeah. you. What were you like Friday in the stands, mid third quarter? Somber, <laughs> somber. Um, yeah, I, I think I like you. Remember, I think it was two years ago when like MSU got like twenty pieced right off the bat by Notre Dame. Like mm-hmm. it was just twenty one zero before yeah, kickoff even happened. I was handling that a lot better than I was uh, Friday. And, like, I, I got to, like, meet all my new seat people. Like, it's great. Dan and Lisa yeah. behind me are awesome. Their kids sit behind them. I forgot the couple's name next to me. They're all beautiful people. And I fear I have some apologizing to do uh, when I go back Saturday. Like, listen, <laughs> uh, I don't want to say that's the real me because it is. But still, I apologize for the way I am. But, yeah, so that, that's how I was during Friday because, like, midway through the third quarter, it's like, good God, this is just week 14 carried over from last season because the same exact thing is happening. Defense is incredible. Offense is what, what just not incredible, Will. Just not incredible. What uh, What are their names again? Dan and Lisa. Uh, Dan and Lisa. Me. Yeah. What do you think Dan and Lisa's conversation was when they got back to their car? How uh, quickly honey, were you brought up? Oh, God. By, by the time they were in the concourse, I think, like <laughs> – Good Christ, uh, we might have to sell the rest of our tickets on StubHub and just eat, eat the cost the rest of the way. We picked the um, wrong seats. They did. Well, I, I moved into their territory, so that oh, I feel okay. extra sheepish about yeah, that. That's um, bad. Yeah. But when things aren't going well, I guess, like, I'm not really yelling. Uh, I'm just kind of just I'm – a, I'm a mopey zoo lion. Mm-hmm. I'm just kind of sitting there just – like like a big old Eeyore cloud. So, a mopey yeah. zoo line. Okay, so let, let's get into this. Sure, yeah. Well, this God, I was really hoping this would go better because like maybe the first two weeks, like, oh, what's Matt panicking about? Maybe it's the kickoff kids not being fast enough to pick up the tees or the guy who throws <laughs> Frisbees to Zeke is a little off. But no, I have real things to complain about. Lay it, it out there. Do, like, you got like two minutes here. Just lay it out there. I mean, I, 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 I get... That it's week one and people are saying like, oh, they're just maybe just being vanilla on offense. Like, I don't I don't think like letting a right tackle let the defensive end in the backfield with like velvet rope set up uh, is just vanilla play calling. I don't think not having a running back never average more than three yards per carry is vanilla. I think it's just bad offensive line play and against a Tulsa team that I I'm just going to assume they don't have any All-Americans on that defensive line? Maybe one. Uh, that's kind of alarming as they're coming off a season where they were one of the worst teams against the run last year, that we can't find one guy that could average more than three yards a carry. Yeah, I mean, not, it's not great. No, it's not ideal. And, like, Lewerke was fine. A, a little bit of drops. It, it's awesome to see the, the tight ends still not being able to catch balls again. That's good. That's another thing that we've uh, come to be comfortable with now. So we're, we're sticking true to that. Uh, but, like, you can kind of tell sometimes, like, Lewerke was scrambling out of the pockets even when he didn't have pressure just because he got so accustomed to someone burning that right edge and coming right in his face. Like, it's almost like he anticipated freaking out 0.8 seconds into every step back that he had. So, he did fine considering the circumstances, but, man, like, that offensive line is not good. And 
it freaks me out even more that like, oh, well, we just have two injuries. Like, great. Okay. So we have to rely on an offensive line lineman with an injured back. That's great. That's, those are not issues whatsoever. And another offensive lineman who has an injury that I'm pretty sure wasn't disclosed, right? It was not. No, he didn't. And D'Antonio didn't talk about it at media, his press conference either. So we don't know. AJR Curie is still on the two deep behind. He was starting on the two deep last week at the depth chart. Now he's second on there. So uh, we don't really know what's going on there. Sweet. So, yeah, and like Kevin Jarvis, I mean, he's a great lineman. So throwing him at left tackle is like cool. But like having zero bodies in the interior of that offensive line that can't get a single push all game not cool so uh yeah (laughs) what if i bring up like 2011 opener against youngstown state do you remember that game yeah i do i mean vaguely but i mean michigan state beat youngstown state who is an fcs team 28 to 6 pretty similar score here yeah what was the offensive line like though because that's what it really comes down to like if it wasn't such like a glaring problem i i think I could swallow Friday a little better. Just just knowing that one of the biggest keys of emphasis on Friday was looking at how the offensive line was going to play and them laying a, a total goose egg was more concerning than like, oh, okay, there's little things here, little things here, little things there. Like, no, it's a big thing on the offensive line as to why nothing really happened. Well, I'm sorry, I shouldn't say nothing. One touchdown happened. One on touchdown? Hey, they had a one nice touchdown. drive. One touchdown off scripted plays on an opening drive. That's, yes, okay, we, we got that, so. <sighs> All right, we're going to take a quick, quick break, and we'll be back with uh, the rest of the the Sheehan interview after this quick commercial break. But first, a word from Vivid Seats. Guys, if you want to get to this Western Michigan-Michigan State game at Spartan Stadium this Saturday, uh, Vivid Seats is the place to get tickets, whether you want to go to a concert, game, theater, comedy show, whatever. Vivid Seats is the top source for tickets for all the live events you want to go to. You can sort by price. Or look for seats in the section of row in your choice, section or row of your choice, all in the Vivid Seats app, which is so easy to use and to make things even better. I don't know how they could make it better, but they did. Vivid Seats now has a loyalty program that allows fans to earn credit back. It's called Vivid Seats Rewards. Go to the App Store, Google Play, and download the Vivid Seats app, and you will automatically be enrolled in the Vivid Seats Rewards loyalty program. And of course, with Vivid Seats, every purchase is backed by a 100% buyer guarantee from the biggest concerts and events to the hottest theater tickets and more. Vivid Seats has it all. Download the app and join the Vivid Seats Rewards Loyalty Program today because you're going to need it if you're going to be there when Michigan State finally breaks out on offense and lights it up for 49 points. You're going to want to be there. Use Vivid Seats to get there. Enter promo code KICKOFF100 at checkout to receive a discount of up to $100. That is promo code KICKOFF100. At checkout to receive a discount of up to $100. Make a memory that lasts a lifetime and let the Vivid Seats app help you get to your favorite live event. All right, let's uh, jump right back into our second portion of the interview with Matt Sheehan. What if I told you that the line blocking, the run blocking was a little bit better than you think? I would believe you because you're smarter than me, so... (laughs) That's smart. Yeah. And, and and I know that, that you were just eating film over the weekend. Like <laughs> just your, crushing your, film. Your, your Twitter was just on fire. I was like, wow, how does this guy only have like 700 or so followers? This guy should be either A, in a coach's box, or B, cracking the, the at least the 1,000 mark. 
that that's that's my next crusade. We're getting you over the the thousand mark here by by kickoff. I'm I'm pushing there. Where am I at here? Let me see. Seven eighty six, which is see, up about hundred and eighty from still not high three enough. days ago. Still not high enough. I'm so cruising. yeah, like he, hearing you say that, I gotta say uh, I'm gonna sleep maybe five <laughs> extra mi- minutes tonight. Someone, may, may, maybe five. I had a couple of people tweet at me like. Thanks for talking me off the ledge. Oh my god! Like, thank you. I could sleep at like stuff like. like I feel like Batman, oh, yeah. and it's weird because if it goes wrong, I'm gonna feel mm-hmm. so bad. <laughs> yeah, but like, it's it's not your fault. Though. I know. Like, all that you did was just do the service of giving people some comfort in our time of need. Which yeah, is and incredible. I'm not saying like it's gonna be fixed and they'll be great because they could still totally screw this up. Like, I just published something that lays out how it can be better and how they can still totally screw it up. But here, I'll give you just a few numbers. Okay. And I, I gave like these on the show yesterday. Um, I think I, the days run together, but here's a mm-hmm. few numbers. Okay. So Michigan state. Well, first let me ask you, what do you think of the changes? Do you think they changed at all? Like the tempo seemed a little faster. Like mm-hmm. I, I noticed that, like, is that what you're talking about? Or, yeah. I mean, or, or, so they, okay. they're running out of tempo more. They're not going under center anymore yeah. at all. Like it used to be near 50, 50 split under center and shotgun. And now mm-hmm. under center was 7% of plays and shotgun pistol was 93. So gotcha. that's a big change in the running more spread, like 11 personnel, three wide receiver sets. They're running a lot more of those. Mm-hmm. And so let me just throw this at you real quick. Okay. Uh, Michigan state ran against Tulsa out of 11 personnel or more like three or four wide receiver sets eight times. Okay. Okay. Got that. That includes all plays because I'm including Elijah Collins's run where he got called back. Okay. Uh, I'm including that because it was a bad call. Did you see the replay? It was. Yeah, it, it was. Not yeah. a great call. And he no. was he was through the hole when the hold occurred. Like it didn't really yeah. impact the play. So I'm going to include that, and I'll disclude it as well. So on those eight runs out of spread personnel, they got 41 yards for 5.125 yards per carry. Hey now. Hey now. And if we even remove Collins's run that was called back, it was 3.8 yards per carry out of spread personnel. So not great, not great, but way better than the 2.26 they got from running backs in the game. It's it's number higher than three. It's a number higher than three. It's close to four. That's good. Okay. So that's one thing. And then if we look at it even deeper, Matt, we're going to dig even deeper. Yes. We're going to go to zone runs out of spread formations. God, I should have sat that sat down for this. Okay. okay. They All ran right. six zone runs out of spread formations. Okay. Including Collins's run. Okay. They ran for 6.8 yards per carry on those six runs. If we remove Collins's run, they went for 4.8 yards per carry out of those runs. Still serviceable. I'll take it. That, I'll take it. That is, I'll take it. That is serviceable. So, when Michigan State went spread Mm -hmm. and ran zone, it worked. So, Collins is winning the Heisman is what I'm (laughs) kind of hearing. Well, that's not just Collins. Connor Hayward had a seven-yard run on a zone read. Um, Yeah. He had a six-yard run followed by a four-yard run. They picked up a first down in two consecutive plays on inside zone. It was like magic. Um I think that six-yard run is when he hit the Ezekiel Elliott feed me celebration right after that. Like, <laughs> he might have. Like, Connor, love you, man. Dude, like, six yards. Come on, man. Let's let's have a higher standard for that. Yeah. He had a four-yard run that could have been a 15-yard run, but he picked the wrong hole. Um, nice. But we're going to see more Eli Collins, and I think he's better built for this. So there okay. is, Matt, there's hope. Okay. You know what? That, that did actually make me feel a little better. The power running 
I'm going to agree with you. Not great. They, just, they don't have the guys to, to no. maul up front. Well, they just, your mauler is playing left tackle. Your that's, mauler is playing left tackle. Is, that's the issue. exactly right. I'm not sure. You know they what they should their, do? What? Is break out of the huddle with Jarvis at back at right guard when they're new power run. Like yeah. it's gonna tell everyone in the stadium <laughs> what's happening, but like who cares? Like who what's cares? the difference? We're coming if he's at, at left yeah. tackle, it's going for zero yards anyway. If he's at right guard and everyone knows it and loads a box with all eleven, it's it'll just go one yard. So <laughs> I'm yeah. I'm all in on that. I yeah. really am. What do you got like, to lose at this point? Yeah, just like slides anyone out to left tackle. We're running power to the right side mm-hmm. behind uh, Kevin Jarvis. Yep. Yeah. Blake Buter and Kevin Jarvis. We're just pushing the pile. Yeah. Why not? How, so, how did Buter do actually? Was was he solid? Yeah. He's better. Okay. He was better. Matt Allen had a tough game. God, um, I was afraid so. Yeah. Buter, uh, and that's not even including the bot snap. Buter was better. Um, Michigan State rotated almost the entire game line combos, but they had one group stay in for three consecutive drives. That was the only group to stay in four consecutive drives at all. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, it was Jarvis, Campbell, Buter. Um, I should have my notes here. I don't have my notes either. Higby or Carrick. I don't remember. And then Reed. Okay. so Buter gotcha. was the center that they kept in for multiple drives. Uh, in that second half drive, that was like that long drive where they should have had a 95 yard touchdown. That yeah, was Buter right. at center. And he, on the touchdown run had a great block. Like it was his own play. Um, and he did a, like a great job helping sort of seal off and then like moving into a linebacker as Collins moved to the second level and like he sprung right. the touchdown. So I, okay. yeah, I thought Buter was okay. I thought Campbell had some nice moments. Like there's, it's weird. Cause like there are some decent football players on that line and I think you could scrap together a solid line. You just got to pick five, run with them and then do stuff that plays to their strengths, which right. they didn't do enough against Tulsa. Like, running power into eight-man boxes is dumb. We all know that's dumb, and they did it too much. They need to stop doing that. But they showed signs that they're willing to stop doing that. They just need to do it. And I don't know if they're going to. I'm hopeful they'll look at it and be like, we should do this more. It worked. But you never mm-hmm. know, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, that, that's true. Can I, can I introduce, like, a new quick segment within Meltdown Monday? Yeah. Uh, my aneurysm moment of the game. Yes. Can we do that? Yep. Okay. I have, I have two, actually. Uh, the first one, I love Jalen Naylor. He's going to do great things yeah. in the return game. When he fair caught <laughs> that ball at the five-yard line with the closest guy at right, the 22-yard line, my yeah. head almost just exploded clean off my body. Uh, yeah. You know what? He, he took ownership fine. of that after the game. Yeah. They benched him for the next couple returns. Cody White got him. Uh, he's back at starting punt returner. Naylor is. And I think... That's a, a nice learning experience for him. He was probably just like thinking about the return, didn't realize where he was, and botched yeah. it. Um, and he's new to that, so yeah. I thought he looked really good though. Like yeah. in the other ones, like they the return game ha- is interesting. We had returns. Like, there that's, were that's, returns. The, and the, some the of baseline them got, like, is no yards. returns. So yeah, I know it, it's insane. <laughs> I, I I saw Cody like shake a guy loose. Like, yeah? I was like I've never oh. seen that off a punt. Holy, is that smokes, Keyshawn yeah. Martin? <laughs> right, it was unbelievable. Yeah, uh, and the second aneurysm moment of the game is right when Rocky Lombardi took his first step on the field on fourth and one. All seventy thousand people knew the play that was going to be run and the result of the play. You that mean was the second happen. time? Uh, yeah, yeah, because he yeah, got I'm the sorry. first so, one. Yeah, you're right. You're right. I'm sorry. The, the, the second time. Can I tell Definitely. you? I'm all in on that package. That sub package. Like it's, I like the idea of it, but so man, like with an offensive line would be just. That would tickle me. It's all sorts yeah, of fancy. It's weird because they ran off right tackle both times. Um, 
Yeah. And and the the key block there is Matt Dotson uh, on a down block, and he nailed it both times. And Seibert the first time slipped. Oh yeah, um, I did see that. Replay. And like yeah. yeah, that's why Lombardi only got two yards instead of scoring a touchdown because Seibert like went with the double with Dotson, then slid over to kick out and slipped mm-hmm. when he was going to kick out. But it was so well blocked by Dotson that there was still a hole. Second time they blocked it well. Uh, Hayward just ran outside, and Lombardi followed him outside. I see. Yeah, they gotcha. missed the hole. Like it was, there was a safety standing in the hole, which is fine because Hayward, in theory, should run into him and push him backwards, and Lombardi should run into them, and we push forward together. Um, but they ran away from that. I don't know why. Um, they just they missed the hole. It was blocked. It was a it was a dumb call, but it was blocked for a first down easy. They just ran it wrong, and like I think there's a there's got to be a play action pass built in off that. Oh, which is like yeah. the Tebow jump pass, which is money. Like that's going to work right. at some point. Like that has never failed. The, no, the, the Tebow jump pass has quite literally never failed. It's that and the uh, the wheel route. Two plays that have never <laughs> that failed never in the history failed. of football. Yeah, yeah, like as soon as they snapped the ball on that play, all of Tulsa's defenders just blitzed, and so right, like yeah. all they just like boop little little looper. Um, so yeah, that's but here's the work. issue: Do you have a tight end that can catch the ball? <laughs> hey, they caught it okay. I don't think Dotson had a drop. He had to. Uh, he well, he had one I remember where he stopped his route halfway through too. Well, that was D'Antonio was mad at, at media day. Oh, oh, oh he sure was. Conference about that, and I was like, yeah, I saw some of that. Um, yeah, you got to run when it's third and six. You got to run seven yards, not five. Yeah, no, that that'd be nice. But um, I do like that package though. Kind of like make Rocky Lombardi like a Taysom Hill sort of character. Yeah, for, yeah. For a hot Taysom second. Hill, like, Tebow did that, it as a true freshman. Blake Bell did it for fun. Oklahoma. Got him all. Yeah, right. I, like, I, wow, I, I just went from despising the package <laughs> to loving it. Like three. This is good. I, I gotta say, this is awesome. This isn't locked on Spartans. This is like an unbuilt therapy <laughs> session. This is awesome. Listen, this is, I will have my health insurance provider uh, in contact with you. So yeah, this is great. I I know the results weren't awesome. They were bad, but the mm-hmm. process is at least intriguing. All right. There's there's stuff there. Read my piece, SpartansWire.usatoday.com. I go over a bunch of stuff. I I read through the first half, and then I realized that I had a meeting to get to, and then I had to close my laptop and scramble. Which one? The one from yesterday or today? Uh, Yesterday. Okay. Yeah. There's a new one that just went out. As we're talking here at 6.20 p.m. on Tuesday, just published like an hour ago. This one's for you. Not that one then. Perfect. (sighs) Yeah. It's called, Yes, the Michigan State Offense Has Changed, But Was Too Conservative Versus Tulsa. Okay. So that's for you too, bud. I All really right. I write for you. Uh-huh. I, I I do appreciate because that. you I visualize you as the encapsulation of my audience, like who I'm writing to. So I just honestly write everything for you. I I don't know if that's an insult or what, but that's no, take it. No, not an it. insult at all. <laughs> it's just I I happen to know and speak regularly regularly with a perfect mm-hmm. embodiment of who I'm trying to write to. Makes it easier. Perfect. Just mass panic. What does Matt uh, need yeah. to hear right now? Thank God. God bless you. Because I, I know you don't need another piece about this is over. We're all going to die. This team's going to win three games. Well, I don't even read those because it's like I already know it. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Like those, those are the pieces I read. Like I think uh, Baumgartner had a piece that was yeah. titled something like that. And I was like, I'm not even going to click. Like I, I know what I'm going to read. Yeah. And I, I thought, so. I mean, Nick's, Nick's great. He does a really oh, good he, job. Yeah, he's oh, he's really awesome. smart. Yeah. yeah. And everything in there was like kind of sound, but it was just painted with a negative lens. Like. I don't know. Uh, it, it was all about bad. And then like, there's a paragraph at the end, like, well, they did some new things too. Here's that. And I was like, well, 
like a footnote. Even balance. All right, we're running way long on time. We got to go. I'm sorry. No, 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 this is perfect. I love talking to you. You know that. Okay, Um, all right. Thanks so much for joining. Matt Cheehan. No, no, thank you. Thank you, Will. (laughs) You're welcome. I needed this. Read his words at The Only Colors. Um, You had good, bad, and the random, so read that. And then you got something else coming out this week, right? Yeah, the 3-2-1 preview. We started 1-0 on the best bet. There you go. There you go. 3-2-1 preview. Matt Sheehan. Sheehan underscore sports on Twitter. Uh, Find his stuff at The Only Colors. Thanks, Matt. Appreciate it. Thanks, Will. You're the best. Go green! All right, that is going to do it for today's episode of Locked on Spartans. Thanks to Matt for joining the show. Thanks so much to you for listening. Uh, sorry the shows have been a little bit long this week. We're pushing into like the upper 30s here. I'm supposed to be 28 to 30 minutes, but we've had a lot to talk about. Uh, I'll try to keep them tighter for you in the future, but I do appreciate all you guys taking time to listen to the show. Remember, rate, review, subscribe. Subscribe's the easiest way to get these episodes on your phone every single day. You can follow me on Twitter at will underscore underscore hunter, 1L2 underscores, and as always, you can email the show, lockedonspartans at gmail.com. So we will be back tomorrow. Still trying to uh, put together an interview with a Western Michigan beat writer that might come Friday, might be able to get it to you tomorrow. But either way, we're going to start diving into Western Michigan tomorrow a little bit. We'll do some MSU stuff tomorrow as well. And then Friday will be a full on uh, Michigan State Western Michigan preview. So we will see you tomorrow.